Today's episode is brought to you by Time Bracelets. This revolutionary new product combines fashion bracelets with a tiny little clock that sticks to the bracelet. Buy one today at timebracelets.com. What time is it? Time for Time Bracelets time. All right, let's turn it up. From the Florida border up to Nashville, Tennessee, this is Skinnerd Reconsidered, the only podcast where I review every Leonard Skinnerd song. I'm your host, The Simple Man. Welcome back, captive birds. Hope you're doing okay. Hope you're getting some time at home, away from the hustle and bustle of the social life. It's hard, isn't it? I'm a homebody. I like being at home, but uh, starting to test my patience. By that I mean weeks ago I started to test my patience, but I can't complain. I've got it a lot better than a lot of people. For one, I've got this podcast, probably the best thing I have going in my entire life. And I have to say, not to brag, it is a pretty good time to be the single host of a podcast. I should be more productive than I am, but I'm trying to get some episodes out to you guys. Slipped in a couple weird ones there, one with the, the daughter, one with some friends of mine. Mixing it up, just putting out whatever I can to try to entertain you captive birds. I have noticed that people out there are starved, just desperate for entertainment, gotten more positive feedback than usual. I think the bar has been lowered for what is actually considered entertainment these days, and that's been great for my podcast. I always forget to say this, so let me just hit it right here at the top. If you like what I do, if you enjoy Skinnerd Reconsidered, please do me a huge favor and go over to Apple Music and give it a five-star rating. Give the Skinnerd Reconsidered podcast a five-star rating. Even better would be a, a comment, as long as it's positive. It means a lot to me. It's great to get feedback, and I thank those of you who have already done that. And also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yesterday, I got a really great comment on Instagram, which is rare. There's not a lot of commenting going on there, at least not for the simple man. And it made my day. It was very, very nice. And I went to reply and to thank this person for the positive feedback. And I'm not very good at Instagram, so I realized that I had replied not to the person's comment, but to my original post. So then I decided... Okay, I'll just delete my comment and then reply in the correct place. And what I did instead was I deleted this nice stranger's comment. Can you imagine that? You take the time to listen to this podcast and not only to do that, but then to go out of your way to write a very nice message to the simple man about his unimportant podcast. And then you look at it and you realize he's just deleted your nice comment. Can't even imagine how sad that would make me. But that was not my intention. I apologize. And don't worry, free birds. I sent him a message explaining the hilarious boner that I pulled. Don't know why I chose the word boner. Point of all this is I really do appreciate your nice comments. And even if you don't want to comment, you just want to follow along. We have a lot of fun on Twitter, posting some polls up there. We did a March Madness bracket with the Deep Dive Podcast Network representing songs from Skinnerd, Deep Purple, 
Black Sabbath and T-Bones, Prime Cuts, Random Choices. It was a lot of fun. So that's just one of many examples of what an amazing time you would have if you followed me on Twitter. I want to talk about Leon Wilkeson today, the bass player for Leonard Skinnerd, the band in question here. I was thinking that I really haven't given him enough time, haven't given him enough credit on this podcast. And I think he's a great bass player. I think he's essential to the Skinnerd sound. But it's easy to overlook him. You've got all the great guitar players. You've got Ronnie. I personally tend to gravitate towards drummers. And then you got Billy Powell tickling them ivories with that amazing hair. So what about Leon? Leon was born in 1952 in Newport, Rhode Island. What? That can't be right. No, it is right. He was born in Rhode Island, but don't worry. He was raised in Jacksonville, Florida. He loved the Beatles growing up, especially Paul McCartney, and that's why he started playing the bass. He met Ronnie at a young age, and they formed a band together as teenagers. Leon actually left Skinnerd right around the time they signed with Al Cooper, and then returned right after the first album was recorded. So I made a mistake earlier when we were discussing the first album, it's not Leon playing bass on that first album, it's Ed King, because Leon had left for a brief period of time. Sorry for my mistake, but he's even in the album photos, although he didn't play on the album. I think he played on one song, maybe two songs. The story is, Ed was brought in to play bass to replace Leon, and then Leon came back around, and Ronnie preferred Leon's bass playing over Ed's, and knew that Ed was a great guitar player and songwriter, could contribute in other ways. So Ronnie set Ed King down and put his arm around him and said, Ed, you are the worst bass player I've ever heard. Leon is going to take over and you're moving to the guitar. Ronnie really had a way with people, it seems. But back to Leon. Leon liked to wear crazy hats. If you've seen any photos of Leon, he always has a different, just wacky hat on his head. So his nickname was the Mad Hatter. Of course, Leon was in the infamous plane crash. I know it sounds like I just said Leon was born, met Ronnie as a kid, wore some hats, and then he was in a crash. But there's a lot to get to here, and I like to keep it tight, as you guys know. So let's talk about the the plane crash, which obviously we're going to get into more as we wrap up this podcast next season, next album. But Leon was sitting next to Steve Gaines on the plane, and woke up to find Steve dead from a broken neck, and Leon himself was seriously injured. He had a double fracture of his left leg, compound fracture of his left arm, six broken ribs, his jaw was broken, his nose was smashed, he had 15 teeth knocked out. Leon was declared dead not once, but three times. Waking up only to say that he'd been sitting on a cloud-shaped log with Ronnie and Dwayne Allman. And this is a quote from Leon from 1997. He says, quote, Ronnie told me, boy, get yourself out of here. It's not your time yet. Get on out of here, end quote. It's amazing to me how much these guys followed Ronnie that even in this crazy, tragic circumstance where he's clinging to life, it's basically Ronnie's instructions that got him going again. And look, even if you're trying to die, Ronnie says, don't die. You're going to say, yes, sir. I'll, I'll get back to living, Ronnie. It was the injury to Leon's left arm that was the most concerning. 
because the dirty water from the swamp had contaminated his open wounds and the additional surgery he would need to rebuild his face and arm with plates, steel plates, would raise his risk of infection even further. Of course, Leon pulled through somehow, but he had lasting damage. His fretting arm suffered extensive nerve damage, was almost amputated, and he had minimal range of motion from then on, so it did affect his playing. If you've seen later pictures of Leon, he's holding the the base upright and close to his body, and that's because he never completely recovered his dexterity on the instrument. Of course, this is Leonard Skinner, guys, so you know that's not the end of the craziness. In the early 90s, I don't remember which year, but in the early 90s, Leon was found on the tour bus by Ed King with his throat slashed, lying in a pool of his own blood. They rushed him to the hospital and he recovered, but they never found out who slashed Leon's throat. Crazy enough, Ed King was accused by some of committing the act. Ronnie was dead at the time, or else he would have been a pretty good suspect, let's face it. I know we're done with Ed King. He exited after the last album, but if you're accused of murder, I say let's let's hear from you. Let's get your side of the story. If you follow the podcast, you know that the last thing I would ever want is for someone to be recklessly accused of murder without allowing that person the opportunity to respond. So here's a pretty long quote from Ed King, but I think it's interesting. Ed King says, quote, We had just finished playing a gig in Nashville. That night, Leon walked on stage totally drunk and really screwed the gig up. We were all pretty annoyed. Seems that he had waited all day at the Nashville airport for his girlfriend, Rhonda, to fly in. She was five hours late, and he spent the entire day at the airport bar, as you would. You're a member of Leonard Skinner. That was me. Ed didn't say that part. Back to Ed, he says, That night, some of the guys flew back to Jack's That's cool for Jacksonville. Flew back to Jack's, except me, Randall Hall, Leon, and Rhonda. Early in the morning, I woke up and walked to the front to talk to the driver. On the way back to the rear, I noticed Leon's arm dangling out of his bunk and some blood dripping from it. On further examination, Leon's throat had been cut, and he was laying there in a pool of his blood with Rhonda. We went straight to a hospital and had him stitched up. What a mess. Never did get to the bottom of it. Leon said he'd stumbled and must have cut himself in the bus hallway. Hmm. And that hmm is from Ed King. That's not my hmm. Ed King said hmm. He goes on to say that his girlfriend, talking about Rhonda, Leon's girlfriend, his girlfriend had been a source of problems, bringing a handgun on the road, and holding Leon hostage in his hotel room, not letting any band members talk to Leon on the phone, and at one point told us Leon couldn't tour with us anymore unless he got more money. That was in 93 when we had to hire a sub-bass player for two legs of a tour because Leon had quit. Later that year, he beat Rhonda up and got sentenced to three months in prison. Um, Stop there. This is your simple man again. That is true as far as I can tell. Um... Shameful, obviously. You don't need to hear me tell you that, but I feel it. I should say as I'm celebrating this band and this person that I'm not going to support beating up a woman. Maybe we were better off when we weren't spending too much time on Leon. Anyway, back to Ed King's quote here. 
He says, as soon as we reached Jack's that day, the word started circulating that I had cut Leon's throat. By the way, Rhonda somehow slashed Leon's wrist a year after this incident, and that left Leon with no feeling in his little finger and some damage to his ring finger, right hand, the one he uses to fret with. So that's the end of, of Ed King's quote that I'll read here anyway. I don't see any reason to believe that Ed King slashed Leon's throat. It does seem like he had a very tumultuous and violent relationship with Rhonda, which ultimately ended. Smart Money says that the reason Leon didn't remember what happened was because he didn't want his girlfriend at the time to get in trouble. But just another crazy Skinner story for you. Ultimately, Leon died in his sleep on July 27, 2001, at the young age of 49. He was at a resort and beach club somewhere in Florida. He was in town to address charges of driving under the influence. He was cited for that earlier in the year. He was suffering from chronic liver and lung disease and died of natural causes, according to the official medical examiner report. Now, there are even some conspiracy theories surrounding Leon's death, and there's a book out there that alleges he was murdered. But this whole mess is taking a while to go through, so we'll have to get into that later. Look, guys, I don't know what to tell you. The stuff with him and his girlfriend is awful. These guys lived hard and fast. I definitely don't want to get into a conversation about separating the art from the artist. That is up to each one of you. But... I do think we can continue to enjoy Leon's bass playing and talk about some Leonard Skinnerd music. Ooh, that got dicey. All right, the song for the day is Every Mother's Son. This one was written by Ronnie and Alan Collins. It is, of course, the second song off the album Give Me Back My Bullets. So let's do it. Hit it, Skinnerd. song is not exactly doing it for me at the moment. Okay, so let me back up. Before I started doing this podcast, I was not very familiar with this album. It's not one of their more popular albums. I knew a few songs. I did not know this one. And then I started just kind of skipping through and listening to a little bit of each song. And this one grabbed me pretty quickly. I like that little acoustic guitar run. It's kind of a different sound for Skinner. It's catchy to me immediately. But the more I listen to it, it doesn't have staying power. Those cymbal swells 
seem a little bit cheesy to me. The whole thing seems a little bit cheesy to me. With Skinner, I either want a big power ballad or a swampy rock groove. And I'm not getting either with this song. I'm not saying it's bad. And I know what some of you are thinking. You don't even know this album very well. Why am I listening to you talk about it? Why are you doing a podcast on this album? Well, joke's on you, suckers. So the lyrics are pretty straightforward and they're similar thematically to the first song on this album, Give Me Back My Bullets. Once again, Ronnie here is contemplating his own rise and he's concerned about a possible fall. The first verse, he's talking about riding a winning horse for a long time, but he's wondering if it's the end of the line. Second verse, he's essentially saying that no matter how much money you have, how many women you have, not necessarily going to make you happy. Probably not a message that resonates in these current times where a lot of people are out of work and struggling, but I'm sure Ronnie's right. No matter whose mama's son you are, you're going to have some ups and downs. Why is he, now that I think about it, why is he saying mother instead of mama? That's kind of surprising for Ronnie. Shouldn't this be every mama's son? I'd like to send him a letter if he were still living with And overall, don't get me wrong, it's not a bad song to me. It's fine. It's just probably not going to be one of my favorites. But let's listen to some guitar. Come on. Billy Powell on the keys. Right. 
All right, that's Leonard Skinner with Every Mother's Son. What do you think? You can let me know. I've already told you how to contact me. I don't dislike it at all. It's just not one of my favorites, but there are a lot of things I do like about it. The chorus is pretty cool. Got a nice hook. It's catchy enough. And the lyrics, as straightforward as they may be, they make sense. We all understand. We can relate that all of us, every mother's son, and even every mother's daughter, we all, we rise and fall. For me, I'm thinking back to when I was in the fourth grade, I won second place in the county spelling bee. Now that's the entire county, okay? And I placed second. So that was obviously a, a pretty major rise for me. Then it was a steady decline for quite a while after that. And then I'd say about 10 years ago, there was an office party where there was some competition set up. One of them was an arcade basketball game. I'm very, very good at arcade basketball. And I won the arcade basketball competition. I think I had three times as many points as the, the runner-up. So that was a, another pretty major rise. And then more decline since then, more fall. So we rise, we fall. I'm sure I'll have another moment in the sun, as will you, captive birds. So... Keep those chins up, the beaks, keep the beaks up. Okay, our sponsor today is Time Bracelets. Time Bracelets is the revolutionary product that combines fashionable bracelets with clocks. Time Bracelets proprietary process shrinks your grandfather's boring old clock down to a miniature size that fits on top of a bracelet. Now your wrist can look great and you will always know what time it is. Visit timebracelets.com and enter promo code SKINNERDRECONSIDERED to receive 20% off your third purchase. What time is it? Time for Time Bracelets time. Isn't that just a watch? What's the difference? And who am I talking to? There's no producer. All right, I'm going to rate this song now. For all the reasons previously expressed, I will give every mother's son on a scale of one to five Skinnards, 3.9 Skinnards. Not bad, maybe not great. Sorry, I feel kind of bad. We're all in quarantine. We're all struggling in our own ways. We're stressed out. And this episode, once again, may have been kind of a downer. Leon's trials and tribulations definitely didn't help. So I'm trying to think of kind of a fun lighthearted segment before we exit. I really, I swear to God, I'm doing this on the spot. Maybe we'll do um, Skinner jokes. Like I could take a traditional joke and somehow transform that joke into a Leonard Skinner specific joke. So I'm thinking like, uh, why did Leonard Skinner cross the road? To escape domestic abuse charges. No, no, that's not good. That's not helping. Sorry, I'm just going freewheeling on this thing, and it might not be good. Let me try to think of another. Knock, knock. Who's there? Leonard. Leonard who? Leonard Skinnerd. Shit, that's not even a joke. This is why everyone hates improv. I'm sorry, I'm trying to cheer us all up, but 
man, it's, it's tough these days. Maybe that's okay, that this podcast is a reflection of the times, a sign of the times, as Prince might say. And so it just won't be any fun anymore. If there's background noise, I apologize. I'm trying out a, a new room in this house. My office eventually is what it'll be. And the family is very loud as hell, as always. But um, at least I have a room to myself. That's exciting. Okay, that's good news. That's something, some good news I can share. It's a room to myself. And maybe I'll be able to produce more of this sad podcast because I don't have to worry about the outside noise of the family as much. I just don't know what's seeping through this door and into the microphone. But you know what? Let's wrap this up. I love you guys. <laughs> this is bad. Um, we'll try again next time. Until then, I must be traveling on. Look, guys, I don't like poop jokes, fart jokes at all, but it is unbelievable how much this new chair that I'm sitting in for the first time tonight, anytime I make any movement, it sounds so much like a fart. So I just want to make that note. I'm not farting while I'm making this podcast. It just sounds exactly like I'm farting while I'm making this podcast. It's chair's fault. Also, what is a cloud-shaped log?